everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Twilight Saga podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And Stephanie, we are here once again to continue our discussion and our review of New Moon, chapter by chapter, or several chapters at a time, whatever, <laughs> however much time allows us to do so. Exactly. And you have some notes today, by the way, we want to let you know if you are reading along and kind of following these conversations as we move forward, you will have wanted to read through chapter 10 uh, all the way, chapter 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, and 10, having read all of those already before entering into the listening of this content right here, right right now. Through the end of 10. Through the that end is, of 10. That's what you said, right? That is, that is what I said. Okay. I am going to crank your microphone Are up. you? Yeah, okay. you got, you got so, soft there on me. I'm getting a sore throat. Maybe that's what it is. And so, I, I, so I think that's what it is. Let's start with chapter five, which was okay. Cheater. Cheater. And, you know, the, these earlier chapters, chapter five, man, that seems so long ago for me. But I'm sure that we'll be able to go along quickly enough and, yes. and, and it'll remind me I, I thank you by the way for putting all these wonderful notes together you're for welcome me. I you know when I'm taking them sometimes I'm like oh well, that's way too much but you never know what we're going to talk about and so this just gives us like highlights just like points right so points cheater is all about living recklessly living recklessly and you know I think you're really starting to get not that you didn't have a picture of Bella's mental state <laughs> from waking up but cheater i mean you're really starting to get a glimpse that she is not mentally stable right now yeah thank <laughs> and can we say she's <laughs> been involved in an extremely unhealthy relationship <laughs> yes we, we can okay but um that this is you're just getting you're getting more of a glimpse into how dark she actually is on i mean yeah, so basically th- this, I'm, I'm surprised. Or how dark it has become for her. I'm surprised that this isn't called, you know, this chapter isn't called attempted suicide. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know? uh, but obviously this is where she has recognized that by this point that if she does something dangerous, that it brings her closer to this hallucination that is. Well, she hasn't recognized that that's the trigger yet. Oh, she hasn't. I no. thought she did. No, this is where this is where um, she is like, OK, he's already broken his promise. Right. He he promised it will be as if he never existed. Yes. And she says he could steal my pictures and reclaim his gifts. But that didn't put things back the way they were before I'd met him. Right. OK. She and she tells us in I mean, in Twilight, she's she's unconditionally and irrevocably in love with him. Right. It's it's unchangeable. OK. OK. And so his his promise as it, that it would be as if he never existed was broken before he ever spoke it because she can't go back to the way she was before. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but isn't it chap- so, wasn't it chapter 4 where she goes to Port Angeles with um, It is and that's the first time she hears the hallucination. Right. And but I think that she recognized it was the fact that she was in a dangerous place. That seemed to, you know, the fact that she was about to break her promise, that's what caused it. And so therefore, she, no. no, 
I because I thought it, I, uh, okay maybe I'm misunderstanding, but okay. I thought that that was the reason why she well, decided to get the motorcycles because if it meant getting she, dangerous, she to break her promise, to break her side of the promise that she wouldn't do anything reckless or stupid. That's right. why she got the motorcycles. Okay, was that she was wanted to be reckless and stupid, which. Um, are Charlie's two favorite words to apply to motorcycles. Exactly. <laughs> Reckless and stupid. Um, I, and think, so, I think we're pretty much on the same page on that. I think I, don't, so. I, 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 I think but that... But it's, it's later on. I mean, it's later on. I think it's in chapter six when, when she, she realized actually that realizes the, that it's the adrenaline. The adrenaline that, absolutely is a confirmation. But I think she suspected it. Okay. I, I think I don't think she was just being reckless just because, well, forget him. I'm going okay. to be reckless. Right. Because I, I, I think that the motivation to be reckless was the fact that, well, this, you know, me being reckless at least gave me this hallucination. Right. And, and maybe there's more of the same to be had. But how do I become reckless in Forks? And that's where the idea for the motorcycles. Okay. But I think the motivation to be reckless was... Was to re- try to hear him again? Exactly. Okay. To recreate that. Okay. I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah. I'll, I'll say that. All right. I'll agree with you there. And I'm, I'm not begging you to agree with me, but I'm just Well, wondering. I know that. Gotcha. All okay. right. Okay. So, um, anyway, she gets the motorcycles. Yes. What's she going to do with two broken motorcycles? Well, she needs a mechanic. Well, she needs a mechanic. And, and who better to be happens. selfish and use as somebody else that you have no no interest in, <laughs> but right. you've toyed around and flirted with, and now it's like, Only one oh. time. Oh, well, of she course. only flirted with him one time to get what she wanted. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. She's oh, she's seventeen. I, really, I don't care. I really don't like her. I know you don't. I, she, I really don't like. So far, I just don't like Bella. Right. That's fine. You do don't, you like Bella? You don't have at this I, point. I do. Okay. I love Bella. I um. I under. I feel like I understand her. I like some things about Bella. Like I can. Re- I feel like I can relate to her. Yeah. You know, I've been seventeen and. I know. I'm just an old man now. You are an old man now, and I don't think you can remember back to. I yeah. You know, I, and it was different for you. Yeah. It was you. Um. I was never a 17 year old girl. Talk, obviously, when I talk about being a 17 year old girl, unchangeably in love with a man, it, that was you. And for those of you who don't know, I, I hope he knows that it was him. And um. And the point is, is that you weren't 17 when we met. This is true. You know. You so you had. Cliff's five years older than I am. He was 22. And um, so you had more maturity. Mm-hmm. Than, and I know Bella's supposed to be this this mature. Um, I don't see her as being mature at all. I, I don't either. I don't. I, at this point, I don't either. She's absolutely a 17-year-old girl with an extremely broken heart. Yeah. and so, and so And making a lot of very immature unwise decisions because of that broken heart and even before the broken heart even back in twilight we saw some really bad decisions okay back then yeah you know so and 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 i understand that 17 year old women and their boyfriends sometimes make unwise decisions and we will not go beyond that other than to say that yes i can understand how you can relate okay (laughs) all right all right that being said i do want to say that i do like about bella i mean i don't despise her mm -hmm. but man is she selfish and does she use people when it meets her needs they're all selfish i understand that and yeah um that that they're they're all selfish Mm -hmm. um i really like when she goes to um she takes the bikes to Jacob. Yes. Okay. Can you fix these for me? 
absolutely. And she says, I didn't expect these emotions seeing Jacob. Like, it brought up emotions that not only had she not felt in a very long time, but that she didn't even know she still had. And um, it made it difficult to manage. There's, I think they're already, she's already, Stephanie's already setting up a fine line there. I felt like it was, I'm thinking, how are they going to, how is Stephanie going to write in, you know, a love interest between the two of these? Okay. Yeah, between Jacob and, and uh, Bella. Bella. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, you know, how do you pull that off? I mean, he was such a, scrawny little you know almost as a insignificant <laughs> the dude grows overnight <laughs> i know <laughs> literally literally but, but it was interesting to read how she introduced and and how it was strictly platonic there and of mm-hmm. course obviously jacob's you know things mean different i i want to say and of course i have no idea where this is and, and we may actually jump out of order okay. if that's okay with the folks out there knowing that you should be reading through chapter 10 before listening to this. Because nothing that Cliff can jump out of order can go past chapter 10. Exactly. So the thing is that there was a spot where Jacob goes to hold her hand, and this was in the movie scene, you know, going to the movies or whatever. Um, right. In the cha- at least in that chapter anyway. Mm-hmm. And, sh- and she's like, what are you doing? And he's right. like, well, what's it matter? You know, it, it, you do like me, right? And you like me more than that. So, and it's like, but you don't understand. It means something different, different to, to me, me than it, what it means to you. And he goes, well, that's my problem. It's like, dude, the girl doesn't want you to hold her hand. It makes her uncomfortable. Get your flipping hands off of her. Exactly. But at the same but time, she goes along with it anyway. She does because it also brings her comfort. Oh. And again, that goes back to the selfishness. Exactly. Exactly. Anyway, right. so, I was just saying. Anyway, uh, to, to wrap up, to wrap up five, we've got only a teenage boy would agree to this. Oh yeah, spending you know, my college spending money, the college money, and uh, sneaking around and hiding things from their parents. Only a teenage boy would agree to this. Yep, absolutely. Yep. So we move into chapter six, which is friends, and of course, this is where we meet Quill and Embry, which yes. I felt I I enjoyed. Uh, you know, this is all of a sudden at this point, I'm really starting to like new moon a lot right it's bringing in new characters bringing in new relationships uh getting to see a different side of billy uh getting to see you know i i I, i'm really and i will just say this up through chapter 10 now i like new moon as a story more than i like twilight of course it couldn't exist without twilight and i understand twilight's value and i really enjoyed twilight but i'm really really digging new moon right because it's so new to me it is you know i haven't been tainted by the movie yet right and so for me Although that's pretty we soon important will be yes we soon <laughs> shall be yes um th- there's a point at, okay so she's in the garage working on the on the bikes and um quill and Embry come in and they're kind of giving Jacob a hard time. You know, they're they're teasing him. They're, yeah. they're best friends. They're teasing him. And so Bella's like, no, I have to leave. And when she leaves and she hears them continuing in their teasing of Jacob, I giggled quietly. Yes. And it was such, it took her off guard. She, she didn't expect it. She did it again. And just then she because, did it again just because she could. Yes, that was cool. So I like that. I, I, I giggled I do quietly. like that it seems to, she seems to be coming out of her shell. Is, yes. is how I would put it. Right. Okay. Absolutely. Um, so then for the first time in four months, I slept without dreaming or, or screaming. screaming. 
Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. I'm going to read from the book. Um, I love the way she describes Jacob. Okay, please and, do. Um, all right, hold on. Let me find it. <laughs> oh, Stephanie. <laughs> um. Okay, I was beginning to think that it was mostly... Hold Jacob. on, hold okay. on. You need, so, you need some music. Do I need to, some music? Yeah, you need some music. Okay. Here you go. Ready? All right, yeah. It was Jacob himself. Jacob was since simply a perpetually happy person, and he carried that happiness with him like an aura, sharing it with whoever was near him, like an earthbound sun. Whenever someone was within his gravitational pool, Jacob warmed them. It was natural. A part of who he was. No wonder I was so eager to see him. I love that Jacob has this warmth. That Jacob has this. He I, has this ability his, to calm people, to make them feel at home, to give them comfort and absolutely. peace. Seems to me that he seems to possess something similar to what we had heard about in Jasper. Very similar, okay. Okay. you know, yeah. having the ability to exude a mm-hmm. an emotion. And, 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 and when she's away from Jacob, she senses that difference. So, right. so it does seem to be something that when she's within his proximity, that something she's emanates. Calmer. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, is that a feeling of emotional connection to her, such as a love that may be building? Or is it something <laughs> that is a supernatural power? Okay. So um, we get, she's emailing Renee now. Okay. Like how I jumped over that completely. I do. She's back to emailing Renee. Um, and with with more detail. And I, I like when she realizes just how frozen she really has been. Mm-hmm. Just how going through the motions she really has been. Yeah. You know, and how those emails must have, have startled Renee. Okay. Uh, the Nightmare can't stay away for two nights in a row. Right. So, so Sam Yuli's in the, the n- night, new ones. Yeah. The Nightmare is back, but with Sam Yuli. And he's not really doing anything. He's just standing there watching right. her. So so can I just say that, you know, I, I don't know if it's because of the the previews for New Moon that I've seen yeah. or the, the you know, the dream and the, you know, uh, I think there was mention of descendants from werewolves back in Twilight. Yes. I have to say that, you know, as, as much as this story is new to me. It is so darn predictable. I mean, <laughs> how many times are they going to mention, you know, yeah. the big black, the, 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 bear? Bi- the big black bear? Right. You know, it, it, you know, obviously, uh, ever since we've ever since I learned that it was Sam Yuli who rustled through the woods and, and stuff like that. It's it's like, OK. And then all of a sudden, Quill and Embry. And I know that we're going to get to that in just a mi- minute. But, um, you know, who was it? Quill that went away? Or Embry. Embry. Embry goes away and all of a sudden he's been gone for a week and a half or two weeks. Right. And, and now he's hanging out with the the protectors or whatever they call themselves. Sam's gang. Sam's gang. And it's like, okay, well, obviously the protectors are, you know, are these big, big black and it's, it's, they're werewolves, you know, and, and eventually, you know, what's going to well, happen I think here that you are is supposed that, to know that. Okay. Based on the set up from twilight okay i think you are supposed to be able to figure that out and then all of a sudden it, it's it, i feel like and i'm just going to predict what i i believe is going to happen here is that all of a sudden um she's going to fall for jacob jacob obviously uh is going to be transformed and into this one of these creatures 
and there's going to be she's going to fight for him and then all of a sudden uh like i said before i don't believe that really <laughs> i really don't believe that edward is that far away and he's going to get uh, jealous right. and then all of a sudden we're going to have a big huge fight between them and anyway should it, we keep going we should okay chapter seven is um, i know repetition. you can't tell me anything i can't tell you anything i can right. just sit there and let you speculate and pray that my face is not giving it, i'm not even looking away. at your face when That's i good. when i say those because things. i'm really i make the same face so it i guess my face really could um either confirm can, nor can, deny can, it right I, I it really could so um chapter seven repetition she is back into this to just you know doing the same things and or that's what she has been doing and um it felt much much healthier around jacob right she she feels healthier around jacob and then she can't get jacob and this is not a healthy thing to do she goes to the house oh yes she does she goes to the house and the minute she was there she knew that it held nothing for her right it it held nothing for her held nothing for her and so she she said, and these these are her words exactly that I wrote. I'm barreling toward my fix. And what's so? What's her fix? Just to get a fix on? I think Jake. I think she is now addicted to Jacob. She has taken one drug for another. Oh, okay. She, See, I did not she get has that. Exchanged, okay, she although was, it makes sense. She was addicted to Edward. He was gone. She was addicted to the numbness. It's gone. Now she's addicted to Jacob. You know, I just realized something completely unrelated to that. But what? there's a lot of pizza in this in this. The whole Twilight saga. <laughs> no, there was no pizza in Twilight. There was. She cooked every night. Oh, I thought there was a night when Charlie had. You know, he got there before I could. It was in the beginning of. It was in the beginning of this oh, book. Okay. Yeah. Well, then there's lots of pizza in this book. There is lots of pizza in this book, and I think that that goes to show that Bella hasn't really been pulling her weight. Been pulling, yeah. Not, oh, not, not that it's her weight to pull. No, I understand. She's the you child know, here. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying, right? So, um, barreling towards my fix. You know, she's she's trading one drug for another. Gotcha. She is. Um, what is this uh, gesture indicating the two of us as a single entity? Please explain. Okay, so there there's a point in here where um, is it is Bella says that her and Jacob are going to do something and she makes a gesture that as the two of them are one. Obviously, they're going to do whatever it is together. I can't... I should have written down better what it was. But... um, And then Jacob smiles. He liked that very much. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, um, Mike asked Bella out again. Again. This guy I mean, does this not guy, give up. He Well, does he not give up or can he not take no for an answer? I mean... I have no idea. How many ways must she avoid you, Mike, before you, you know, get the picture? Um, talking to Charlie, he already knows that Jacob's coming. So she's like, Billy and Charlie are talking behind our backs. You right. Know? And um, they're doing a little love match. Right. So she makes lasagna for dinner, atoning for the pizza. Because gotcha. there's, there's been a lot of pizza in the last... Four or five months, you know, lots of pizza going around. Exactly. And, um, and then all the all of a sudden we get a phone call and it's a and we think something's really bad's going on. Jacob calls and he's like, all of a sudden he's got this real formal tone and mm-hmm. it's like, oh, no, what's going on? And then it's like <gasps> the, bikes the bikes are, are done. done. Yes. And, and so so things are going to get for Bella. Things are going to get different. Right. Um, she sees the she sees the guys cliff diving. Right. Um, Jacob is angry at Sam's gang. 
Yeah. This is the first time you see his anger toward it, you know? Yeah. Um, and, um, we get to, we understand a whole lot about the whole Jacob story and, and his backstory of, yeah. you know, the fact that everybody looks up to my dad and I don't understand I don't why. I don't understand why. And they treat him differently and they, but they treat me different. And, and, and I just don't get this. I mean, if, but it, not the same different, but they're not exactly the, the, not the same different. And, um, he, he's really at a loss and it seems like his dad's not filled him in on some of the inside scoop about what everybody else seems to know except for him. And his dad seems to be no help to him. No help. And, and so none whatsoever, nor can I say anything else. So, um, embracing Jacob. I, I don't really remember that. Did, did they hug in the, in here, in this chapter? Oh, embracing Jacob. I don't remember. I, I don't remember. See, that. I really shouldn't write down two words. I mean, cliff diving, that's easy to remember, but I really shouldn't write. <laughs> I, I should. Yeah. All right. What about okay, being so emotionally connected to someone she, else? She talks about being emotionally connected to Jacob and how it's, it's different now. Yeah. Being emotionally connected to someone else. Right. Okay. But she's still very uh, determined to communicate to him that he has no chance at this becoming yes. anything more right. than a friendship. And so she's setting things straight and needs to have some perspective. Right. And um, chapter seven ends with his unfinished sentence reminded me why I was here. And he refers to what she has been living for the last several months. Gotcha. So. so then we move on to chapter eight, which is titled Adrenaline. Adrenaline. So they go riding on the bikes or at least attempt to do so. Yes, she attempts it. And what's she hear? She hears his Edward's vo- voice. No, no, she hears his, his voice. voice again. Um, knowing the trigger for her hallucinations, this is where she knows. Yeah, this is where it's it confirmed. Is, it's confirmed. But that- I think she she went this direction because right. she had a suspicion that it would. Okay. I'll give you that. But yeah, this is definitely the confirmation. Right. This is the confirmation. She knows that it is, it is this reckless, stupid behavior that is triggering her hallucinations. Right. Okay. And then all of a sudden, because she startled, there (laughs) is the let go of the clutch. There's the crash. There are stitches. And yet once again, lying to Charlie, lying to Charlie. I know. Poor Ah. Charlie. Um, she tells Jacob, you're sort of beautiful, you know? Yeah, out of nowhere. Well, not out of nowhere. He took his shirt off to well, <laughs> cover her, the gash in her forehead. Yeah, but but still, it's like, okay, you want to communicate to him that, you know, really, you have no chance with me. Although, let me admire oh, let me your t- beauty. Yeah, you're, you're sort of beautiful. Ah, and goodness. So, anyway. Of course, um, now she's still looking for more delusions. And she's like, okay, how am I going to do this? Right. But probably the best thing to do is to to take it easy on the bikes for a little bit. Well, because she's been to the ER like twice, three times in a week or something like that. Yeah. And what were the other uh, times Charlie's again? Charlie's starting to get suspicious. Um, It doesn't say. It just says after, you know, okay. Dr. Durandy called saying that she'd been in the ER again. Yeah. That it was time to cool it. Maybe a little responsibility for a while. <laughs> and um, so... Okay. Yeah. So they're going to do so they're going to do some studying and stuff like that and and right. kind of take it easy. He seems pretty excited about the fact that he's w- she's willing to spend time with him even if it's not even around Even if it's not around the bike. The bike. That's right. Um and of course then they determine, "Oh, I know what we can do." And if she's not like they, she she well, she knows what they can do and that is to find her spot in the meadow. Yes. And so they set out on this on this trek and they 
She only really talks about it one time, but um, they did it several times. Yeah. That she she mentions over the course. But um, so they go looking for the meadow. Before they head out for the first time, they're talking about the bear sightings, right? Right. And I like she she says, I only have to be faster than you. She tells Jacob if the if they see the bear, she only has to be oh, faster yes, than yes, Jacob. Yes. That's that's funny. That's that all. was funny. Um she refers to Jacob as her my own personal son. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not leading him on or anything. No well she doesn't say that to him. Oh, okay. She she doesn't say that to gotcha. him. And we finish adrenaline with Jacob saying, I bet you'd taste good. He wasn't the first up? person to tell me that. What is up with these people? Goodness <laughs> uh, gracious. They really want Bella to be a meal. I, so, everybody, it I seems. know. It would seem that way. Uh, Poor Bella. Craziness. So chapter nine is third wheel. Third wheel. Third wheel. This Very is, interesting yeah. uh, chapter. I, I enjoyed listening to how this all went down. I, I enjoy reading it. It's it's a fun chapter. Um, So she's not keeping track of the days, you know, again, just seeking that adrenaline, seeking that rush, um, still addicted to her drug of Jacob. And um, Jacob says, will you be my Valentine? And she's like, really? It's, it's you know, today's Valentine's Day. Um, and so this is where she's really starting to feel uncomfortable. I think she knows that she's leading Jacob on, but she also knows she doesn't know how to break it. Right. You know, and she doesn't want to hurt him. Um, so she's starting to feel uncomfortable. She says, I know his words are teasing, but only on the surface. Yeah. There, he definitely feels more for her than she does for him. Right. And so maybe we need some distance. I'm going to a movie with a friend. Um, or maybe not. Why don't you come along? Because <laughs> she can't stand to see him hurt. Right. Even though she knows that she's the one right. doing the hurting. So then we go to movie night. And we have, you You made a note that Bella doesn't like the music. Okay. This is something, um, the three of them are in the car. Yeah. And the radio's off. Okay. And Mike says, doesn't the radio work in this thing? Yeah. Well, Jacob finished his car, so he's driving. They're in the rabbit. And yeah, they're in the rabbit, 1986 rabbit. And um, Jacob says to Mike, Bella doesn't like music. Okay. Okay. And this is one of the first things that she's, she's starting to know, okay, um... Jacob realizes a lot more about me than I ever tell him. Right. He's very perceptive. Yeah. In that way. He thinks about her a lot. Or, right. (laughs) She's also a drug for him. And um, so that's where that is. This is something that she's never said that she doesn't like music. He's just... He's just picked up on the fact that, you know... She doesn't um, listen to it. Someone clawed the stereo out of her truck. Uh, She never listens to music. Right. And so... Okay. Mike is annoyingly persistent. You think? You think? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Jacob says, it's still the other one, isn't it? The other one. The other one. Uh, funny how he knew not to say the name. Right. Right? So, yeah. again, he picks up on her. And this is where she said, he picked up on so much about me that I never said. Right. Jacob pays attention. Or just thinks about Bella an awful lot. Um, I love Charlie. When Bella gets sick. Okay. What is it about him? He like, he freaks out. He doesn't really know how to act. Um, he has to get it. They only have one bathroom in their house. So he has to go to the station. He, he pretends that he has to <laughs> he work. Has to, yeah. He pretends he has to work and he leaves a glass of water there for her. <laughs> so she doesn't get dehi- dehydrated. I just, I think that it's funny, you know, Bella 
it, th- this is another this is another um example of how Bella has always been um not always been but takes on the caregiver role. Yeah. And so now that Bella needs a caregiver, I mean it doesn't he just doesn't really know how. Right. But I did like when he carried her to her bed and she woke up in her bed not knowing how she got moved. Obviously Charlie carried her to bed. Right. And then, of course, uh, we have a phone call between her and Jacob, and she's like, oh, I'm sick. And he's like, I'm sick, too. And she's like, she was better at that point. Oh, that's right. And she says, you're going to get better because, you know, it it took so long for me. And he's like, I don't think I have the The same same thing thing. you. No. Yeah. Don't think he has the same thing. Chapter 10. I don't think you turned into a werewolf like I'm doing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's annoying. Chapter 10. The meadow. The meadow. The meadow. Um, yeah. Billy said, uh, days, yeah. no visitors. No visitors. Jacob has monitor. Yeah, mono. Mono. That's, yep. that's what I said. Bells uh, gets panicked and suspicious. That's funny. I actually put bells. You did put bells. <laughs> um, Charlie calls her bells a lot, he as does. does Jacob. As does Jacob. Um, yeah, she's starting. she's starting to think, you know, there's something wrong. Right. That there's there's something really wrong. Yep. And um so she decides she's gonna wait a week to call. Uh huh. She's gonna give him a week. And um and it's the, really difficult for her. It they, it is. And it, it doesn't is. help that the dreams are back. Doesn't help that the dreams are back. Uh guess what, Bella? Jacob doesn't have mono, he's out with his friends. Exactly. Going to a movie. Yep. Going to a movie. Totally didn't mention you at all. Nope, not at Sorry. all. Sorry. Um, so lying to Charlie again, says she's going to do some calculus with Jessica. Yep. Actually but, goes out looking for the meadow again. Yeah, but before, and he says basically don't do, don't go don't, out right. because stay there's out been of, more right. bear sightings. Absolutely. Stay out of the forest. There's, yeah. Uh, specifically tells her that. Um. She walks into the she finds the meadow this time. She does find the meadow, she but finds, she finds something so much more than just the meadow. Well, hold on. When she walks in, she says, um, breathing started to get more difficult, not because of exertion, but because I was having trouble with the stupid hole in my chest again. Right. I love how she describes the pain as as a physical hole. Right. I do. I, I enjoy that. So anyway, uh, she walks into the meadow and the pain buckled me to my knees. Yep. She fell to her knees. And then all of a sudden... And guess who shows up? Laurent. Laurent. Somebody who is one of my favorite characters so yes. far in the story. <laughs> I know. So um, so we have the whole, you know, the whole thing with Laurent there. Obviously, she hears the voice again. Yeah. Because what could be more dangerous than standing up against a vampire, right? In the woods. Smelling but- as good as she does. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I believe Laurent describes it as... Mouth-watering. Mouth-watering. Yeah. And, you know, I, I have to say, you know, I'm thinking, okay, they're going to try to paint Laurent as this bad guy. And, okay, I understand. If if I'm going to take this as the, um, what did you call it? What? The, the type of story. It's a fantasy story. Yes. Completely fantasy. Well, in this fantasy story, this guy is really... You know, he's trying. He he really is. I mean, he was very civil in the first book about, you know, it's like, hey, he warned him about James. Right. He's like, you know, and, and it's like, I'm I'm intrigued by this. And he goes up to the north as long as what he said is true. And it seemed to be true uh, that he went there and he's like, eh, but I cheated. You know, it's like, I, just, I, I, I it's it's a novel idea, but mm-hmm. it's, I'm not sure it's for me. That's right. 
And you understand, I'm doing you a favor. That's right. I'm doing you a favor because I'm here for Victoria. And honey, if she finds you, yeah. it ain't going to be pretty. Right. She's going to be upset with me, but... You know, I'll I, lie to her later. I'll lie to her. I, you know, I won't let her know how easy I let you right. have it, obviously. A mate for a mate. Yeah. So. Exactly. That's um, So so here's the thing. Th- what this does, and obviously there are, you know, Laurent gets freaked out by something, mm-hmm. which would be uh, Samuelie and and his gang. Right. Although that's not exactly what has been written. It is just the big the wolves. wolves. Right. And I just happen to know that, that there's, <laughs> there is no other. Right. Exa- it can only be that. It can only be them. Right. So. Uh, whether or not one of those wolves is Jacob yet or not, I don't know. But it seems to me that it could be possible that one of the wolves is Jacob. So, and I don't, you're, you got a smile on your face, but I'm not going to try to even interpret it because uh, I want to see where, where it leads me. But anyway, <laughs> Laurent, Laurent right. is not a bad guy. I mean, he's, he's, okay. you know, and the fact that he didn't just immediately go after her it, it, he had that conversation um you know and, and the fact that edward says plead okay first of all threaten then he says plead it's like he knew that there's a chance that this conversation could continue to move forward you know the fact that he's tried to go and i mean it, it, and she even said herself it's kind of like jasper you know i see laurent as similar to jasper although obviously she had mentioned the fact that there isn't the change in the eyes she had assumed that once you turn, once you go good, right. you, the your eyes won't be uh, red anymore. That's right. So I, you know, I don't know. I'm I'm really intrigued. Got really red eyes, babe. The thing He's is, though, really is that I hope this isn't the end of Laurent. And in fact, I think what it does is it introduces the fact that because he got away or he ran away, we didn't see the wolves get him, mm-hmm. which I don't suspect that they will. Uh, but my my thing is is that yeah. Bell, you're Bell. It, it is. She's right to go home and lock the doors, but uh, those locks ain't going to protect nobody. And she knows that. And if Edward did leave, which ha- there's absolutely no way in my mind that Edward could ever leave, unless everything he ever said to her was a complete and utter lie, because he could not care for her in any way, shape, or form if he actually left Forts, Forks, Washington, even for a minute, knowing that um, what's her name, um, Victoria, Victoria. And Laurent are out there. Not that he suspected Laurent for anything, although it would be stupid and irresponsible to just assume that he was just going to go away and not be a problem. But Victoria very much still there and an issue and obviously looking to revenge her lover's death. So this is going to be interesting to see how this plays out in the rest of the story. I can't wait for you to read the rest of the story because I really cannot comment on anything you just said. I don't want you to comment on anything I just said. So anyway, one very, very important thing is that um, in the end, Bella tells Charlie the truth. Right. For the first time. For the first time. And she does it twice. She does. Right. Well, anyway, that will wrap up Chapter 10, my friends. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Twilight Saga podcast. And we will be back soon with more coverage, uh, with even more of the story. And until then, join the community. Totally missed that.